Hello, and welcome to the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast. I am Hunter Johnson, joined as always by Cecil Hurt, and this episode we are joined by a very special guest, Coach Nate Oates. Coach, how we doing? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing good, doing good. Just trying to get through the doldrum and boredom that is the social distancing. Um, I'm sure you seem like a pretty social guy, too. I'm sure it's not the easiest thing for you right now. No, I'm not a guy that just I actually like to interact with people so I do miss going to the office and being with the staff but I, it's a good time to be home though shoot I mean I was talking to my brother-in-law it's probably the last time off she's probably the only time I'll have this much time with my family so trying to try to take advantage of that time and hope, hope this thing passes here sooner rather than later so what does that look like from a staff standpoint right now? Are y'all doing video calls, conference calls? How are y'all hand, like Zoom? How are y'all handling this right now? Yeah, so every Monday morning we meet with everybody on Zoom, you know, from trainer, strength coach, academic coordinator, compliance, everybody, and then try to stay in touch with, you know, academics on a daily basis now that we're back in school, or online school. And then, like today, I got to, Right after this is over, I've got a another Zoom meeting with just our kind of recruiting base, kind of our three recruiters and the guys that pull film for us. So the recruiting's the big one right now, and we're trying to get the roster straight. So that's a pretty much daily basis, but spend most of the time on the phone with recruits or assistants trying to pull video up on what recruits to look at. Cecil, so you want to ask a couple questions? Sure. The transfer list i think is now 625 players out there either either grad transfers or just you know sit and play transfers y'all have access to film on all those guys do y'all try and sort of narrow it down to to players who you have a connection with before you contact them how how, with the portal being so important in recruiting right now how are you handling that you know, we uh, obviously, if we have a connection, we're going to utilize that connection. But no, like, I mean, we've some of these guys, we've kind of just cold called, you know, as soon as they go in, we've got criteria of what we're looking for. You know, we want to get more length on the perimeter and more multi skilled guys, more athleticism. So we, uh, you know, we'll pull this stuff up, kind of have some of the assistants run through it first. If, you know, if it looks good, it'll, get to me, I'll look at it. If I like it, you know, assistants are already calling, trying to figure out who we got to talk to, and we just stay on the phone. You know, I mean, recruiting's gone, so, you know, I can't talk specifically about anybody because they don't sure. sign a day for, for another week and a half, but I, it's gone pretty well here. We like where we're at. We think we'll get another one today. And then, you know, we're, we're after that, you know, maybe we take a sit-out guy. You know, I thought Quinterly's going to be really good for us next year. I thought that made some sense. We still got to get a big. That's the biggest uh, biggest issue right now is finding a big to come in. So, and those are not. It's a lot more guards than there are bigs in that. Uh, tra- at least the ones that the bigs that we're looking for in that transfer portal. Yeah, I was noticing again without naming any names, but but a seven three kid from the Big Ten went into the portal. I guess on. Saturday and immediately was contacted by 40 schools. <laughs> yeah. That's just, that's just how scarce. Oh, there's no, there's, there's, yeah. 
fans that like Biggs are a dime a dozen too. So I mean, th- th- those guys don't grow <laughs> on trees. That's that's one of my favorite no. comments I get during recruiting every year is somebody will they'll text or or email me or or say, you know, we don't have to get somebody great, just somebody that can average fifteen and ten. Like, that's that's easy to do at this level. Yeah, time out, time out. You know, it's not like you just go find a guy like that, and and you know sometimes you develop them. There, there are a few out there, but there aren't very many. No, there's not many at all. Just go, just go get another Jermichael Green. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Kevin Durant. Robert Ory's probably growing on the trees down somewhere in Alabama. Somewhere. Andalusia, yeah. Somewhere. So um, what, see if we can find another one of him. So once you're starting talking to guys, like let's say that there's mutual interest, um, they can't really come. You can't do a real you know, official visit right now. So what does that look like? Are you doing virtual visits? Um, who are you leaning on to kind of, you know, try to get – that technology in front of them and, you know, showcase the campus in a way you can without, you know, having them on campus. So we, we haven't actually done the virtual visit yet. I, we were talking about it. I think we're going to do it with one here this week, but you know, the only people you can have on the virtual visit are myself and then the three accountable assistants or recruitable, you know, the guys that can actually go out and recruit and make the phone calls. So what we've done more of is, send them a PowerPoint they can go through, send them, you know, and then take questions off it. Then what I have done is send the kid a a video of how we play. I think our playing style is more of our selling point than anything, really. And then obviously building a relationship with the people involved. But I'll I'll send them video how we play, how we feel they'd be used. You know, if it's a two-guard, we send them a lot of video of how we've used two guards, combo guards, you know, if they're big in a video of how we'd, how we'd like to play. How uh, Maybe, you know, we even go back to using a lot of video of us at Buffalo of how we use some of our guys there because we, that roster, my fourth year there, looked a little bit more like what we wanted. So, and then that, and then you talk through that with them and then you kind of just start figuring out who, uh, you know, who's interested, who you think you can go down the road with and what that particular uh, recruit wants more of, you know, if they want to see more basketball video if they need to see more or whatever then you just start sending it to them and uh, i mean we feel like but honestly though the, the most of the guys that we're getting to you know commit verbal commit we've been on before just they weren't able to take visits so we've just had to try to send them to you know the people that you would bring on a visit mom you know dad whoever you're just having to send them a bunch of stuff so they can feel comfortable with the school you know, and they, they can call other people besides the three assistants. So if they want to call our academic coordinator, if they want to call our strength coach or whoever, they, they're, you know, the recruits and their parents are free to call them. So sometimes they want to talk to them and we make that connection for them. Cecil? Uh, coach, yeah, I want to put the, the cart a little bit ahead of the horse in, in terms of both the previous season that's just concluded and then and then into next season. You played what I I would think in in retrospect was a really difficult uh non-conference schedule, not just the Power 5 teams but the Stephen F Austins and the and and the 
other teams that, that you brought in that, that ended Rhode Island and so forth that ended up having really good years and, and probably would have been in the NCAA <laughs> tournament. Is that something going forward? Um, looking at next year's schedule, have you have you looked at it very much? Did you did you like the way the schedule worked for you uh, in your first year? And and what direction is that going to head next year? Yeah, it's actually a really good question. So we we've got a uh, scheduling company we use, kind of an analytics company that mm-hmm. kind of gives us advice on they they do predictions on what teams should look like, and we're I mean. We're trying to schedule as if we're a bubble team that that's going to get in. So who should we play? Obviously, we'd like to be better. If we're better, then our record ends up being better. But you can't play bad teams and expect to get in. You can't take too many losses and expect to get in. That's where we were at this year. Like The schedule was good, but 15 losses was going to be hard to get in. Right. We needed – we needed to make a run in that SEC tournament to get in, but some of that's on us. Like we can't lose that pin game. We can't lose a couple of those games at the conference. You know, the home game, the Vanderbilt, right? The Arkansas game, the Tennessee game. I'm you, Texas A&M. Like if we'd have done what we were supposed to do, I thought the schedule was set up that we make the NCAA tournament. So we're trying to do something similar. Maybe the only difference I kind of told them is we. Playing Penn the first game out of the gate probably was not the smartest thing to do. Right out of the gate, you'd rather play some teams that maybe you don't have everybody coming back and aren't, you know, going to be clicking. Because it doesn't matter. On on the analytics, it doesn't matter whether you play November 5th or, you know, at the end of February. I mean, obviously, those are conference games. So if you're talking non-conference, November 5th or the end of December, I think we can grow a lot more. Because, again, we'll have – a lot of new guys this year, and we've got some gelling to do. Where play another team similar to that. Don't play a team with everybody coming back right out of the gate. So play play somebody else that's got a lot of room to grow early in the year. So other than that, we are going to try to schedule tough like we've done. I think you want to schedule and make the NCAA tournament, and we're going to stick with that plan. Yeah, whatever whatever shakes. First of all, <laughs> the main target date that I'm looking at during all this, you know, when will sports be back? When will, when will the NBA play? When will golf play? I'm like, no, when, when do we know that the Maui Invitational is going to play for sure on November 23rd? It's a great time date. to book a flight. That's the target date for me. Uh, but whoever you play there, that's going to be three. I think the, the field is even a little bit tougher than, than it was at Atlantis, at least in terms of, of who you could match up and play, because I think there, there's – there, there's no teams that'll that will be there um, that that aren't going to be really pretty good. And there's no don't Southern exa- Miss in no, the field. I, you said that, I didn't, <laughs> uh, but I agree. You know, yeah. when you when you talk about a, a Davidson, uh, a UNLV, those are different type teams. Much less North Carolina would probably be back again you get to catch them probably twice when they're healthy and and a lot better if you play them again um stanford would have been an ncaa team providence the way they closed would have been an ncaa team indiana was right there texas was right there um so you've got those three games so so but are there, are there without you know contracts being signed yet but are you are you looking at some of those home and homes um as well if you can possibly get one or two yeah we're looking at we'd like to start 
at least one series at home, one on the road, and then obviously get, you know, four to five by games. We, we've got a uh, – trying to get a neutral with a high major um, and maybe another neutral like the Huntsville deal. We don't – honestly, right. like we – what do we got? 13 non-conference games. So three of them are already set with Maui. we got to get the by game that goes with that field. we got to get uh, – the Huntsville deal, we're trying to work that out yet. The With Legacy Arena being under construction, we're not going to be able to do the uh, neutral in Birmingham like we typically do. So, you know, I, we, we're going to try to do a neutral. Uh, we might do a neutral in Atlanta. Right. With, uh, with a, another high major team. So, so we've got some of that, yeah, but we got, we got a lot yet to get. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're working. Hopefully in another month we got to few more answers but we got we got a lot of time to send our butts and make phone calls over the next few weeks i know that so <laughs> for the for the guys who are on the roster um i've dealt some with with how football is able to to what they are able to do with workouts and and more importantly what they're not able to do um so it, how is the strength and conditioning working for you right now with those guys off campus, you know, the guys that you, you obviously core guys that, that you're fairly certain will be back next year. Um, like Shaq, just to, to use an example. Um, how are their workouts going this summer? So we, we can't require anything. So it's not, you know, we, I check in to make sure that they're, you know, doing all right and just keep the relationship going. They'll, they'll tell me. Some of them have access to a, a gym. A lot of them don't just because everything's gotten shut down. So, like, for instance, with Shaq, I mean, they're out in the uh, front yard using the uh, driveway. His dad, dad's kind of a big workout guy. They've got the, the garage set up like a workout facility. So that's what he's using. I He's been putting work in. You know, I, now we got some guys that, needed surgery and this kind of messed them up a little bit too. You know, like Quinterly was supposed to have a, like a, a minor surgery done. You know, obviously uh, Reese was supposed to have the hip surgery done. Like there's all these surgery uh, clinics aren't doing surgeries right now because right. of this whole deal. Sure. So guys are getting behind on that. So, you know, some of those guys aren't able to do as much as you'd like them to do because they're, waiting to have their surgery done. So, you know, Herb's still recovering from, uh, you know, after the season, he was supposed to basically right. take a month off and try to let, let that heal up. So a lot of the guys are recovering. We always have done right now, even if we had them on campus, would have been a bunch of skill work. So we're trying to see if we can get, you know, guys shoot. Some got to go outside. Like, like I used to grow up on an outdoor hoop, make, make a shot on an outdoor hoop. You ought to be able to shoot on an indoor hoop. You can't, <laughs> can't afford to hit the rim too much on those double rimmed outdoor hoops. So, right. so we're doing that, but yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that from all over the country with the, with these guys. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the things that's not been talked about en- enough in, in terms of at some point, whether it's, it's the traditional start of school in August, which I would think is still the NCAA deadline. You've got to have a roster, you know, you've got to have, where your 13 scholarships are going and know who's going to be on your team. And yet, you know, we, we've 
just gotten a little clarity from the NBA on, you know, they could do some video workouts and stuff, but still don't know when the draft is going to be. Um, you, you may not see these guys to, to even know what kind of shape they're in. And yet, you know, it, it's possible college, college basketball is being what it is. You know, it, it's possible you, you need to evaluate, you know, where your scholarship aid's going without having even seen, you know, whether a guy gained 40 pounds or not, or whether he really worked, whether he really worked hard, you know, was self-motivated in the off season, which I'm sure is part of the decision-making process. No, it's, it is. It's all, I mean, shoot. And I don't know how long this, this kind of lockdown is going to go, but I mean, you're kind of guessing as to who's working hard. Now I, I got a pretty good idea with our, right. at least with our current guys that, you know, if it, if you showed us over the last year that you've been a guy that's been in the gym all the time, my guess is you're finding a way to be in the gym. If you're a guy that finds excuses, we got a great excuse, you know, why you can't work out because you can't find a gym or whatever. So I think the excuse makes the excuse makers got a great built in excuse here. The guys just get it done are out there getting it done. No, no matter what way they got to do it now with the new guys, it's a little bit harder. You know, they'll be able to sign here next week. Some of them that have committed, right. you know, right. We're going to have to try to, as much as we can, see see what kind of motivation level they have. But whenever it is that we're going to be able to step back on campus, you're going to be able to see real fast who, uh, who was self-motivated and who wasn't. I think this, and I've told our guys that entered their names in the draft, this is a year where if you're a self-motivated kid, it's going to actually help you because, you know, if, in fact, they do ever get to a point where you can go work out for a team, all the guys that aren't very self-motivated are, are going to look terrible in these workouts because they've had a great built-in excuse for the last month, two months, however long it you know, ended up, ends up going as to why they couldn't get a workout in. So do what you can to get the workout in, and hopefully you know, hopefully they, do, they are staying in shape, our guys, and you know, those guys looking for the draft stuff. Well, Coach, we don't want to keep it too long, but we do like to have a little bit of fun on the podcast. Just want to ask you a couple of quick-fire, rapid-fire questions. And you just you blurt out your first thought. First Alabama basketball right. player that you remember? Shoot, Latrell Sprewell. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Last movie He's or television? Yeah, I'm up. I'm up. I'm up from Milwaukee, you know. So we got to go back right. to the home home state deal. Yeah, he used to have a yacht. I think right. on. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, last well, yeah, movie or television? Enough money. I was able to live on a little bit less money than he was able to live on. But, yeah, from, <laughs> so he had a family to feed. Movie. Yeah. yeah. I had a family to feed. I, yeah. uh, I'll, salary. I will say this real quickly. When you talk about guys that were that were self-motivated and went in the gym, though, in, in his two years here, I don't know that I ever saw him anywhere other than the gym. Super, super self-motivated to get to the NBA. And you only had two years here to do it. You came from junior yeah. college, so pretty good. All right, what do we got, Hunter? Last what? Last movie that you saw. Our family sat down and watched a Netflix one called The Amateur the other night. My my Lexi Lexi picked it out for us, so it was all it was all right. Okay, I have not seen that one. Um, what's your ideal pizza toppings? If you're ordering a pizza for yourself. Shoot, my wife, this is when I like everything on it. See, my, the rest of my family hates me. Like, I literally, now, the, the odd ones, I actually like the ham and pineapple, though. Like, if you're just going to oh. go simple, 
like two toppings, I'm a big ham and pineapple guy. Brad Bohannon likes pineapple too, and it was really disappointing to hear. And my last oh, one, great. and then we'll let you we'll let you run. My last one. Did you in your first year? Did you um, accumulate more technicals than Coach Hurley did in your year first year as an assistant at Buffalo? No, I I, I was able to stop short of that record, but I I think I had was did I have six this year? I think that's right. He probably had six in the first yeah, think, three games. Yeah, Hurley, uh, he never got two in a game where he got kicked out. I, I thought I was going to have to take over many times, but I didn't. He had eight his first year. I had six. I only had four <laughs> in four years at Buffalo. So somehow I went from like averaging one a year to getting six in one year. So I don't know. We got to get some tougher, tougher skinned referees down here in the SEC or something. I agree. Well, with coach, coach, thanks, thanks yeah. so yeah. much. Really appreciate it, Coach. All right, thanks. All right, thanks, All right. fellas. Have a good day. All right. All right, bye. All right, Cecil, you want to hang on and talk for a second? Sure, absolutely. So, I mean, he's always been a good interview. The dude gives really good answers and really likes to talk. I really enjoyed hearing about what he said um, about the scheduling and about the um, about just how he feels the roster's coming along. He's, he's you know. Sounds like we're going to get a commit today, um, and it sounds yeah, we're, like we're, he, he, we're recruiting. We're recording this. It's nine o'clock Tuesday morning. So right, if something happens Tuesday afternoon, he he guessed correctly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like he's got some other guys. He's eyes with other guys too. So and they and they feel um, good about. I don't. It. I don't think that process stopped, but it sounded like, um, particularly if you're looking at a at a sit out transfer. Um, and a big, that sounds like at least two more. Mm-hmm. And I thought that the, the sit-out transfer was pretty interesting. I was not really um, expecting, I didn't know they were going to, they were, they would want to do that again. Yeah, there, there's a possibility out there, I think. Um, I don't, I don't want to, um, go too far on that because I don't know, you know, who said, they said, we're not doing the, the shell game here where I, I, <laughs> Know the guys he's talking about. <laughs> well, you know where I know the guys he's talking about, but I'm not. You know, so so we'll see which sit out transfer sort of sort of materialize. There certainly is one, and I will, um, you know, give it less. Muhammad at Ohio State played with Quinterly, and right, and you know, so and he would be a sit out guy. So don't know if they've got any interest. Don't know if they've contacted him. Um, I would think, um, if if nothing else, um, he's probably talked to to JQ. So right. wait and see. Wait right. and see. You know, he's he's a high level. You know, you, you if if you're involved with with him, you're you're going against the the Floridas, the the UCLA's, the West Virginias. Um, you know that power five level plus plus you know all the all the biggies you know marquette uconn um because he's from up in the east um right from from new jersey like jq so right um and that would be that would be that's your end connection there mm-hmm. yeah that mm-hmm. would be the connection there and always helpful to have an end in that situation so any other and, takeaways and would... the, yeah um <laughs> Yeah, at some point, and, and you know, when I have the option, uh, 
it had to have been fascinating to to your first year as a college assistant in your work or or full time. He had he had been an assistant GA at Wisconsin Whitewater, and and you know it wasn't his very first experience, but he's working for Bobby Early. That had to be uh, and I, I think I think from what I saw of Arizona State this year, he's he's calmed down a little bit, but not you know. Not completely, but but young, fiery at Buffalo, Bobby Hurley. That was probably an experience. Well, Bobby and Danny both. I remember Danny came down here with Rhode Island. Um, a yeah, I remember years ago. somebody was, in the stands taunting him. Who was that? Yeah, that might have been who, me. Might have yeah, could have been. <laughs> but yeah, he was just super intense. Like I was like, I don't like this guy at all. But I mean, <laughs> I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure guys like playing for him. But yeah, really intense, intense guy. But I, that had to have been an experience. And I mean, I, I don't know if Oates learned much or not, but you know he gets to a, a big time, you know, a, a Power Five school and racks up six technicals in the first year. There, well, there were a couple times uh, I thought so he was going to get two. I, I think I think he's right, though. I, I will say this, and I would be interested. I, I I didn't notice Buzz getting teed up. You know, Musselman got teed up a few times, um, but I, I just I just think that. I, I don't know if it's not. I don't want to say they're not tough. You know, refereeing's a tough job. Um, but I think that that they're a little less diplomatic than the Rutledge and Clockerty and Shea and those guys. Or you even know, they guys like handle a coach. I mean, even though some of the older guys like you know Mike Kitts and Jamie Lucky, Tom Eads. But, you know, Tommy's right, like a very even killed right. guy. He, but these younger guys, like, you know, you got your Lee Cassells and Ron Groovers, they'll tee you up in a second. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, from from 60 feet away. Oh, yeah. They have, they have yeah. like super hearing. Yeah. So, and, and Ted, well, you know, Teddy, Teddy's not bad to tee you up. He, he'll, he'll do you're it. You're going to earn it. But, you'll earn it if you get it. But like, you'll he, earn it. Now, it'll be. It, everybody in the gym will be will know you got teed up. It won't be one of those where people are milling around and wondering what happened. Teddy, Teddy will give you the solid tee if he gives you one. Oh, such a, I'm, that's just making me miss college basketball more. Is not getting to see Ted Valentine if it take over basketball games. There's few things more enjoyable than watching. Oh, absolutely. You know, I just I at at this point I would sit there and just watch a program of Ted Valentine calls. Yeah, just taking minutes. over basketball games. <laughs> Because, yeah, that was one of the many things you missed about the Final Four was seeing who, who was going to call it. And, mm-hmm. you know, would there would there be a controversy or would we just have non-controversial, you know, well-called games like last year's semifinals? <laughs> yes. The, the, that uh, Auburn-Virginia game was a very well-called game, I thought. I thought so. I <laughs> yeah. Well, Cecil, enjoyed it. This has been the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast brought to you by Wickles. I actually forgot to mention Wickles to whenever when I have coach I had Coach Bohannon on, I had Coach Murphy on. I always give them Wickles. Well, since this was not in person, I could not give Nate Oates some Wickles. So I'm gonna have to give him some Wickles next time I see him. So but yeah, this has been the Bama Beat Basketball Podcast brought to you by Wickles.